Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DJ Nation, we are back after a really rough week one. Uh, just really bad football, really, all around. Outside of that Chargers-Dolphins game that saved us. Uh, but other than that, it was a really rough uh, week of football there. Hopefully this week is better. Uh, you know, some positive news this week. Sounds like Travis Kelsey is going to be back this week. So that should be a good thing for the Chiefs offense going up against the Jaguars, which has one of the highest totals on the slate. At 51 points, uh, you also have the, a rematch of last year's uh, game. I think it was also week two where that game just went absolutely nuclear, 48 to 45, Seahawks and, and, and Lions. Uh, it opened at a 50-point total, but that total has been bet down to 47 and a half. And then you have the Bills and Raiders at 47, Ravens and Bengals at 46 and a half. Which is pretty high team totals, the Bills leading the way at 28. And then you have the Chiefs, Lions, 49ers, Bengals, and Chargers all above 24. So. I think the slate has some, uh, a lot of different directions you can go here and some pretty interesting builds. So, uh, Maddie, how are you feeling about the slate overall? Yeah, I actually like this slate. Like you said, there's there's probably four or five games that you can make a really good case for game stacking um, through the air. And, and uh, there's a couple, a couple spots that we'll talk about from those games that, you know, were letdowns last week. So, you know, Bengals didn't really do anything, which we talked about that. Uh, you know, going into that game. And then, you know, Baltimore, Zay was really the only guy that did anything for Baltimore. So really that whole game, you know, would be if if those two teams were to do anything on offense, it would be a big bounce back. And you have the Bills against the Raiders. The Bills didn't do anything against the Jets, but the Jets are looking like they could possibly have, you know, one of the one of the best defenses in the NFL. So it's kind of hard to, you know, factor in just how, how good or bad the Bills are going to be. Um, but the Bills are are looking like they're going to be one of the more more popular stacks. Josh Allen's is coming in as a high zone QB from what I see um, on early projections. So that's definitely something we need to factor in. Um, and you got the the Chiefs and the Jags who look like two of the new powerhouses. Uh, well, new for the Jags, but two of the powerhouses uh, in the AFC in terms of offensive production. Uh, neither team really has a, a good defense to write uh, to 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 write home about. So um, there's definitely some good spots. And then, yeah, that Seattle Detroit game, which I'm expecting not really any defense to be played. I mean, the Rams pretty much were able to score at will and the Rams, you know, without Cooper cup, don't really have that good of an offense. I mean, they're solid. Anything that's led by a healthy Matt Stafford, um, is going to be decent, especially when Seattle doesn't blitz a ton. And so it can kind of mask the, the offensive line issues that the Rams do have. Um, you know, when Seattle just drops back in coverage, but I mean, if you do that against Jared Goff, he's he's another guy that you know can just start to pick you apart. Um, he's he's a guy that tends to struggle under pressure a little bit, and um, as you you back off and see, Seahawks just like to play zone, it's they like to sit back and rush four, and which is pretty much what they do. And we saw, like you said last year, that game was forty eight forty five. So, um, you know, what's interesting is is Seattle's offense didn't really look great last week, so that's a it's another another spot where we had a letdown in week one and it would be a big bounce back for, um, you know, what's a, what's supposed to be a talented offense with high production this year. Um, I mean, you've got freaking Metcalf and, and Lockett and JSN and, you know, Kenneth Walker is, is solid at the running back position and Gino had a monster year last year. Um, so yeah, I really like that Seattle Detroit game and I'm not sure why the totals, you know, a little lower on that game than the rest. Maybe it's a pace of play issue versus, the others, but um, I, I just don't really see any defense being played there. So that's, you know, those are really the games that stand out to me. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh, so let's start at the quarterback position and leading things off. You have Patrick Mahomes and then Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, 
Justin Fields and Justin Herbert are all 7K above. And in the 6K range, you have Burrow, Lawrence, Dak Prescott, uh, Anthony Richardson, Jared Goff, and then Daniel Jones leading the way. So are you? is this going to be another week that you're going to want to pay down at quarterback, or are you going to want to kind of live more up in this upper range? So if Kelsey plays and the Chiefs' ownership stays where it's at, I'm playing Mahomes and Kelsey together. Um they're currently both projecting for like 7%. And anytime I can get them in the highest total game of the week, and I know they cost, they're very expensive and they're going to cost you a lot, but um, it's really hard to not play Kansas city guys when, when they're, you know, not, not popular. So, um, and, and we, I personally like targeting Kansas city on the road uh, because their defense tends to not play as well. So Mahomes actually, if you look at his home road splits, historically Mahomes has, has always had to throw for, you know, 350 yards, four touchdowns when he's playing on the road. Uh, and that's because, you know, the, the defense doesn't get arrowhead uh, to help them. So, um, yeah, I really like Mahomes. If I'm paying up, I definitely would p- play Mahomes instead of Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's going to be, like I said, the highest zone quarterback on the slate. Um, so, yeah, I if paying up, I like Mahomes. Otherwise, I'm not playing Lamar. I So what, what concerns me with the, the Ravens and – not necessarily concerns me with the Ravens more so concerns me with playing Lamar and DFS is if they're going to go to this air raid style offense, it's, you know, Lamar is going to have more pass attempts and it's not as many designed rushes for him. So yeah, he's still, he's still going to, you know, carried the ball. He carried the ball six times last week, but I mean, when you pay 7,700 for Lamar, you want a hundred yards rushing, right? Not six for 30. You want the the Jalen hurts or the Justin Fields of last year. And, you know, you want that kind of production when you pay that much for him because Lamar's not generally not going to throw for the 300 yard bonus and, you know, four touchdowns. So um, when he does, it's really an outlier. So I'm probably off Lamar. I, I get the the allure to playing him, but um, if if paying up that high, I'll just pay the the, the 600 more for Mahomes. Um, and Mahomes has rushing upside as well. So I do like that. And I, I have interest in Burrow a little bit. He's under 7K, and um, he had seven games last year where he eclipsed the 25 DK point mark. So the ceiling's definitely there. I just worry about how healthy he is because, you know, he had that calf issue pop up in, in training camp spring, in preseason. Um, and then, you know, came back to practice a week or two before the first game, and he looked awful. I mean, that was his career low in passing yards. The, the Bengals didn't score hardly any points. Um you know, th- that game was just rough all, all the way around. And I know Cleveland's defense is, is supposed to be pretty good, but I mean, Baltimore's front seven isn't, isn't a slouch. And I know that I'm not sure if um, Marlon Humphrey is going to miss or not. I know he missed last week, but they'll be without Marcus Williams as well. Their safety. So um, there's definitely some injuries there to pay attention to for Baltimore secondary, but um, I think Burrow's interesting. I'm not sure I'm going to end up there. Because there's you have Goff at 6,200 and Geno at 5,900. That's really interesting if you want to stack up Detroit and and Seattle. And then also if you want mini miniature Jalen Hurts uh, under Jalen Hurts's former offensive coordinator from last year. You know Anthony Richardson uh, looks pretty solid in Week One, um, and and now gets to face Houston, who gave up you know uh, solid production to Lamar through the air last week, and so. I think Richardson is interesting again. So I'm going to probably end up on one of Mahomes, Richardson, Goff, or Geno Smith. And that's that's where my air attacks are going to start. Right. So, yeah, for me, I I think Justin Herbert is uh, where I'm going to have a lot of interest uh, going up against Tennessee. Tennessee's run defense is still very, very good, but their pass defense is atrocious. They just give up 300-plus passing yards to Derek Carr in this game and uh, right now uh, it's possible that Austin Eckler does not play, which I think you would just see them go full on, just embrace the pass, you know, use Justin Herbert in that way. And so, you know, I think him, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, I think would all be in play and not having Austin Eckler probably gives some of them a boost as well, because that's just targets because Joshua Kelly is not going to be out here getting, you know, eight or nine targets that like something like Austin Eckler could get. So uh, I I think Justin Herbert is an elite play this week coming off a week where he didn't really uh, perform the, the way people thought he would against the Dolphins. That was a lot to do with because of, you know, they just ran the football down their throat and they were a little bit more, 
they, they were a little more even and balanced in terms of their, their run to pass uh, splits. But uh, I, so I, I really love Justin Herbert here in a bounce back spot against Tennessee. Um, and then, you know, I think on the other side of this Chiefs game, if you want to go Jacksonville, the Chiefs will be getting Chris Jones back. I, I don't expect him to play a full workload or anything like that. I think uh, he'll probably be eased back in considering he missed all of training camp preseason everything from his holdout. But Chris Jones should be back uh, here. The defense is relatively healthy, and they actually played pretty well last week. But uh, I just think Trevor Lawrence, I think it's, he's a very easy stack with Calvin Ridley, who is still too yep. cheap for the uh, massive target share that he saw last week. Zay Jones makes a lot of sense, too, uh, because basically, you know, they're not playing a ton of three wide receiver sets right now, and that's killing Christian Kirk because Christian Kirk is not playing uh, outside of that. And so if that trend continues, I don't know if that was just last week and maybe they're going to you know go to a far more three wide receiver sets playing the Chiefs. Uh, but so I do think it, it makes for a pretty easy sack there with Trevor Lawrence if you want to go on the other side of that game. But I 100% agree. If Patrick Mahomes is not going to be owned and he's going to be sub 10%, it is really hard not to have some interest, obviously, in Patrick Mahomes uh, here in this matchup. And then how do you feel about Brock Purdy? Like, it's he's only fifty seven hundred. The Rams, I I know they played really well last week, but I will also say that I think that some of that's a little fluky, and I'm still not convinced that the Rams' defense is any good, especially their secondary. Uh, I so I, I think Brock Purdy is kind of interesting if you really want to pay down. Uh, you could pair him with obviously his elite pass catchers and Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel or George Kittle. But he's only fifty seven hundred again this matchup against the Rams. So I, I do I do kind of have some interest if I want to pay down. And then obviously the other one would be Jordan Love again. I am still on the Jordan Love bandwagon uh, here after a really strong performance last week. On, you know on the road in in the dome there at Atlanta playing the Falcons. Purdy, I looked into Purdy. Purdy's interesting. He's just because it won because he's cheap. But I just man, I just don't know what his ceiling is because he hasn't really flashed. A ceiling like even his his big games are like 20 dk points and i mean it's fine but like if mahomes goes out and gets me 35 you know you're gonna have to have that or you know gino or, or golf can get in the get start approaching 30 and they're you know not that much more expensive i think i think we're gonna see a qb this week go go for a 30 plus we didn't we didn't see it last week but i think we're gonna see it this week um so I don't think Purdy can get me there, and I think I'm going to side with one of the guys who can. But I, I don't hate the call. I, I think that game is very interesting, and I definitely have interest in pieces of it. I just don't know that I'd full stack it. Yeah. Other than that, I think in terms of the other quarterback options here, like there's not a whole lot that stands out to me past that. I think I'm going to attack this this the Lions and the Seahawks game. I'm definitely going to play a ton of this Chiefs-Jaguars game. And then I'm also going to go with this Chargers offense, I think, is where I'm going to be coming in at. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much right there with you. I don't hate the Jordan Love call either. He looks pretty good last week and all preseason, honestly. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and just move over to running backs. I don't think we need to spend a lot more time on the quarterback position here. Um, so at running back, you have Christian McCaffrey, who's 8,900. And then you have Austin Eckler who uh, also did not practice today. I would start I I would feel pretty confident to say he's not going to play this week at $8700 considering the fact that uh you know he has not got enough practice yet but obviously tomorrow is also a big day but yeah then you have Saquon uh Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, uh Aaron Jones who is also uh very questionable uh, who was a non-participant today which is kind of surprising because on Monday they had said that Aaron Jones said that he was fine, but also on the flip side of that, the Packers have the most, one of the most just really safe uh, medical staffs. Like they are very safe with, with their players. They, they do not risk anything. So it wouldn't shock me if he were to miss. So that's Joe Mixon, Jameer Gibbs, James Conner, uh, James Cook, and Dalvin Cook in the 6K above range here at the running back position. What are you looking at here? Well, so I think probably the biggest question of the week is if Eckler sits, are you playing Josh Kelly? No. And the reason why is because the Tennessee Titans run defense is elite. Like yeah. they, they, they are very, very, very good. I mean, you we just had this, we just had the same spot with Jamal Williams last week, right? Like yeah. a guy that, I mean, Kelly can be used in the past game, but he's definitely not, you know, 
he's not Christian McCaffrey. So like, I would expect if he's the only guy out there, I would expect him to, you know, get five targets. But I mean, is that going to outweigh, like, is his five catches or four catches for 30 or 40 yards? You know, is that going to help boost his 40 yards rushing that he gets with no touchdowns? Like you're, you're looking at, you know, 10 points there, you know, without any touchdowns. And I guess he could fall into one and then all of a, all of a sudden you're at 16, but I would, I'd really venture venture to say that he's not going to score twice on the ground. And he's not going to go for the hundred yard bonus. So I'm kind of with you. I think his, if Eckler sits, his ownership's going to be kind of too high to where I don't really want to play him. Um, but going back to the top, I think it's it's definitely McCaffrey and Barkley. Uh, you can absolutely play both of those guys. I think the Giants are are in for a, a big bounce back spot, and that's another team you know that looks really bad in Week One, but. They played. They played Dallas, so um, you know it's arguably the the best defense in the NFL. Uh, Daniel Jones was running running for his life. That's not going to be the case against Arizona, uh, and and Saquon is is pretty much their engine. You know he's was heavily he- heavily utilized in game one and, and just wasn't efficient because of the matchup. But I expect that to change here. So um, I definitely like him. I think Derrick Henry is interesting, and I know Spears was getting a, a ton of run um in week one as well but i mean henry against the chargers i mean we saw what mostert did with very little you know mostert wasn't handed the ball uh you know as much as derrick henry could be handed the ball here like henry could run the ball 25 times and he could easily go for 150 and two touchdowns um so you know he definitely has a ceiling here and he's only 7400 i mean henry was above 8k most of last year so i think that you know he's got a little bit of a uh, price decrease here on him. Um, and it's a, like I said, it's a really good matchup against the chargers at home, uh, West, West to East trip for, for the chargers coming East to Tennessee. So, um, I definitely think Henry is interesting. I don't think anybody's going to play him because of the, the snap shares from, from week one. Um, and then also up there in seven K range, Josh Jacobs is another guy that's going to, who was on the field for 90% of snaps. Uh, in week one, and now is facing Buffalo, uh, who we just saw Brees Hall, like an 80% Brees Hall, uh, absolutely destroyed them. So um, if that was 100% Brees Hall, he would have housed, you know, two of those those open field runs that he had. He, You could tell he, he started to slow down, and he looked like, you know, he just – he didn't he definitely didn't look like he was 100%, but you could see, you know, getting through the line that it, the burst is there, but it's, it's the top end speed for him that still seems like it's trying to recover. So – um, or I guess the, the ability to hold that top end speed. Cause he was still, you know, clocked at, at a high mile per hour. But, um, I do think Josh Jacobs is, is a good play this week as well. Um, he is on the road, but again, he's not going to come off the field. Um, so then from there it's down to like the six K range. I like James cook in the same game, the other side, um, you know, him against Las Vegas. He's another guy that, you know, is getting a good chunk of the snaps. He saw, uh, a decent amount of targets. He had six targets last week and 12 rush attempts. Again, good matchup against Vegas. Uh, so I really like him. Um, AJ Dillon is another one. Only if Aaron Jones is out, that's interesting. He'd be up against Atlanta. Um, I don't think he'd be a smash, like just a, a lock if Jones were to miss. Um, just because he doesn't really have the explosiveness that Aaron Jones has. So even if, you know, he's going to see four to six targets, I mean, he still needs to get, get you in the end zone twice, which is, for him is absolutely doable, but you know, we've seen games before where Aaron Jones misses and, and AJ Dillon, you know, only puts up like 12 points. So uh, again, he's not a lock button, but he's definitely in consideration um, if Aaron Jones is out. Um, and another guy that, that seemed to play a ton in week one was Kenneth Walker. So if you're not playing Gino, uh, if you're not playing Gino Smith, Kenneth Walker is definitely a guy that you should have consideration uh, of playing this week because he was involved in the past game as well. Um, he had five targets last week and 12 carries and uh, Charbonnet barely played and, and DJ Dallas barely played. So that was Kenneth, Kenneth Walker's uh, show, if you will. So I think, I don't know. I guess I will say Rashad White is definitely in play against um, Chicago, just from how bad Chicago is. Uh, you can definitely play uh, Rashad White, who is another guy that, that seems to be getting all the work um, and just isn't coming off the field much. So um I don't have a ton of confidence, you know, and thinking that some of these guys are going to absolutely smash outside of the, the guys that are, are high priced. So like these mid range guys, 
but there, there's definitely, you know, I think one or two of them could end up with a really good game. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out uh, which ones those are going to be, <laughs> which is the challenge. Yeah. So for me, I, when I look at this, I think, um, I, I mean, I hundred percent agree. I don't really need to talk about, you know, McCaffrey or Barkley, obviously Barkley getting the Cardinals is a dream spot, especially for a bounce back spot. But I think when you really look at this, I think one, I totally agree with you on James Cook. James Cook handled 65% of the snaps and had a 15% target share last week. Uh, it just didn't really work out. It was obviously a really, really tough matchup against the Jets. I think he could easily bounce back in a big way this week at, at 6,100. And then Travis Etienne, I really love him as well. He kind of uh, put together a really strong performance last week as well. He handled 65% of running back carries and had a 15% yep. target share as well last week. Uh, the Chiefs really do struggle to stop the run, but the really positive sign was seeing him use so much in the passing game. That's not something he was necessarily done so much of last year. So if he can continue this, like this could be a smash price for Travis Etienne for sure. in a spot here for a game that you want to get, if you want to get a little bit different on a game that has a really high total, Travis Etienne is definitely uh, one way I think you can go at his price at $6,900. Uh, I also think Jameer Gibbs at $6,300. He is the pass catching back. And I know, uh, he didn't really get as much work as we thought he would uh, compared to David Montgomery, but Dan Campbell did come out and say that was by design, and they plan on getting him more and more involved as the game goes by, or as excuse me, as the season goes by. Um, so I do think in a game like this, he he could be used, but I don't know, maybe that price is a little bit too exorbitant for to play him right now. But I will say for the running backs that are sub six k, I think Kenneth Walker one hundred percent is in play. I know you kind of mentioned him. But Kenneth Walker last week handled 63% of the snaps. Uh, he also had five targets. Uh, and you compare that to Zach Charbonnet, who only played 24% of the snaps last week. It only had three touches. So this is clearly uh, Kenneth Walker's backfield here uh, in, in this, in, in this uh, offense. And so, and especially if he's going to be seeing, you know, a decent target share uh, from this offense, I definitely think this is uh, uh, something that we could be looking at here. And especially his price. I mean, $5,800 feels incredibly too cheap. He is a home run hitting running back, somebody that could bust off a 60-yard touchdown run at any moment. So Kenneth Walker at $5,800 is really hard to ignore. And then Damian Pierce at $5,600. I know he didn't do a whole lot last week, but this is a much, much better matchup this week against the Indianapolis Colts. They really struggled last week to stop the run. And so this week, I I think nothing's going to change. Even going back to last season, they were top 10 in DK points allowed to the position. They were top 10 and rushing yards allowed, touchdowns allowed. So this is a smash, smash spot for Damian Pierce. And so the, the totals right there for them as well in terms of, I think it's uh, they are a slight favorite uh, in this game as well. So I just think Damian Pierce is incredibly too cheap at the price of $5,600. Like if I'm going to pay down at, at running back, I think he's definitely – somebody you can look at. What worries me about Rashad White is the dude has never been efficient. Like he wasn't last week, but what the positive is, if you're wanting to follow the touches, he played almost 80% uh, of, and handled almost 80% of the backfield touches in the last week. So I think his job is still very secure in this offense and it is a good matchup against the bears. Uh, and the price is hard to really uh, to die at $5,500. Yep. I'm good with all that. So, yeah. So I think that's really where I'm coming in at this week. I'm definitely going to try to fit in some of the high price running backs, but I definitely want to focus in on uh, players like James Cook, like Travis Etienne, and then Kenneth Walker and Damian Pierce are going to be kind of the kind of in my core uh, group of guys that I really want to play. So Yeah, I like um, that. I like that grouping there. I think it's, dude, honestly, I think it's a season where like paying like mid mid range to down at running back and tight end is going to be the way to go and paying up for wide receiver. Because if there's going to be lower scoring games, it's going to be the good wide receivers that are getting the production because you you generally only get the the high high scoring value receivers um, when it's a shootout. Like you rarely see only the, the value guys go off when it's a low scoring game. Like it's it's usually the studs that, that get their production no matter what. And then the, the, the cheap guys get get their value when the games go, you know, when there's five touchdowns going around, not just one or two. So, you know, with that, if the, if these games are going to continue to be lower scoring across the board every week, I think it definitely makes sense to, to play as cheap of a running back as you can, you feel comfortable playing um, and tight end as well. And then just getting, getting all the volume on, on through the passing games um, at wide receivers. So 
Uh, is there any other running backs you want to talk about? Or you want to jump over to wide receiver? I'm good to jump. All right. So when we look at this week, like one thing that stood out to me is just kind of the pricing uh, for wide receivers. It feels like some of these guys should be a little bit more expensive than what they are. Like getting Jamar Chase at $7,900 feels a little criminal to me uh, this week. But it, Stephon Diggs leads the way at only 8 k Jamar Chase, like I said. And then you have Amon Ross St. Brown at 7,800. Uh, CD Lamb at 77. Devontae at 76. Garrett Wilson at 7,500. But Calvin Ridley, my goodness, $7,200. He definitely feels like he should be more expensive than what he is, especially coming off the performance he just did. And then Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, and Chris Godwin wrap up the 6K and above range. I will say for me personally, I'm going to do whatever I can to get as much Amon Ross St. Brown in this game at $7,800. I think he's going to torch that secondary. Last year, there was a big focus for them. If you remember, TJ Hawkinson had the monster game for them uh, and really just kind of ate up the middle of the field there in that game. Uh, had two touchdowns. They get like 180 receiving yards or something like that in that game. Uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to play a very similar role here within this offense. So at $7,800, he's not too expensive that to make him prohibitive to play some of the other guys. And then Calvin Ridley, we already talked about, had like a 35% target share last week. Clearly the number one wide receiver within this offense. $7,200 is just too cheap. And then Keenan Allen at $7,100. And DK Metcalf, I really like DK Metcalf in this spot as well. Uh, those are those are the dudes that especially I think you could easily play Tyler Lockett if you want to. Uh, I I know he didn't do anything last week, but you know he is more of a boomer bust type option here within this offense. But sixty one hundred dollars uh, is also I think uh, a very good play. So those are kind of the from the high price guys. I definitely want to get uh, get get on my teams. I am on the same exact guys as you, <laughs> and I will say if you like Metcalf and Lockett, please force yourself to play them. Because they are currently projected for under under three percent, so nobody is playing. Nobody's playing the Seattle pass game. That makes zero sense to me. Because why no one would want to pay them? Well, so Diggs Diggs is eight K, Chase is seven nine, Amon Ra is seven eight, uh, Adams is seven six, and Ridley seven two. All of those guys are are between fifteen to twenty percent owned. So just by default. It's it's everybody that's in like the six to seven k range is coming in with, with no ownership whatsoever. Literally from Godwin to Metcalf, that group is all single digits. Hmm. That uh, well, yeah. So um, if you like Seattle, all I'm saying is if you if you like Seattle, make sure you have a team or two or three or however many. You know, get definitely give yourself some good exposure if you like them because they there's not going to be anybody that plays that pass game, which I that doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Yeah. Um. As far as the I guess the guys below six K range, who are you looking at there? Uh, Josh Reynolds, thirty seven hundred is my flag flag plant play of the week. He in the games last year and then week one this year. He's averaging it's over 90 yards a game. And I think it's like nine targets a game in the games where Chark was out and Jamison Williams was out last year. And then obviously week one, neither of those guys played. Well, Chark is not no longer on the team, but um so he's he is the absolute number two re- receiving option there for Detroit. Um, and he's thirty seven hundred playing Seattle. Sign me up again in Seattle. We, we just saw both Tutu and Puka go for over 100 yards against them. So, even if you're playing Amon Ra, you absolutely can play uh Reynolds with him as well and double stack that. So, Josh Reynolds is, is my favorite value guy. Um, as far as like just below 6k, um, the, the we talked about the San Francisco guys, both both IU and Debo, you absolutely can play them. I think Debo's going to be a little chalky just because he's 5'6". Um, Mike Williams, absolutely in play for all the reasons you mentioned, liking the Chargers. Um, you know, it's a pass funnel. And if if there's no Eckler, you know, it's more targets for uh, what should be the pass catchers there. Um, and Mike Williams would be one of them. He's only 5,700. Um, DJ Moore at 5,500 is, is someone you have to at least consider a little bit. I mean, the Bears looked awful in week one, but 
I mean, he is their number one guy. Um, Zay Flowers at 5K. If Mark Andrews is out, I definitely will play Zay Flowers. If Andrews is back, I feel like Zay is going to get too much ownership for a role that we just don't know what what it's going to look like with Andrews on the field. Um, so that'll be – I'll be a little more hesitant to click him at 5K if Andrews plays. But if Andrews is out again, I absolutely love clicking Zay Flowers again there at 5K. Um, in the Rams guys too, I mean, you know, all the talk of the town this week is is to, to play Puka or not to play Puka in week two. Um, and I mean, his role is just going to be, it's the Cooper cup role, right? So he's running all, you know, a lot of similar routes and being utilized in the formation in similar ways. Um, you know, he's got similar skill sets. He's decent sized body, good possession receiver. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of traits that, that are successful with Matthew Stafford. So, um, he's only 4,900. So I definitely have interest there. He did pop up with a oblique injury today and he didn't practice. So it's definitely something to monitor. Um, but you can absolutely play Tutu and and um, Va- even Van Jefferson are in play, I think, from the Rams um, as well. Uh, the San Francisco secondary is not great. It's just their front seven gets, you know, a good chunk of pass rush uh, on them. So, you know, in a spot where Seattle didn't really apply pressure to Stafford last week, you know, maybe San Fran gets to the quarterback a lot more more often. And it causes disruptions to that same, that uh, Rams pass game. So, at that point, you know, maybe we shouldn't even be p- talking about playing Rams if that's going to be the case, because you know Stafford's going to be peeling himself off the turf all day long. So, um, you know, it's definitely definitely something to consider playing them because it's one of the higher total games of the week. But I don't think any of the Rams are slam dunks um, after their Week One performance. Um, and another guy uh, in that four upper four range is Nico Collins at forty eight hundred. Uh, he is the alpha in that offense, and CJ CJ Stroud I think looked actually d- decent in Week One um, against Baltimore. So a much 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 easier matchup against the sec- the non-existent secondary in Indy. Uh, I I absolutely could see Nico going for over 100 yards and a touchdown here. Um, so I really like him at 4800 as well. Something we're gonna have to monitor is Puka Nakao. Or Nakua, I mean. Um, he actually is questionable with a oblique injury. He did not even practice today. So that is something we're going to have to monitor with that situation. That kind of popped up out of nowhere. But it, it, if he's not able to play this week, uh, I pretty much probably just take all the wide receivers off. Like, uh, like I wouldn't want to play or play anybody. Just it, it's, it's not necessarily a great matchup either. The 49ers defense is really good. Uh, their secondary can be had, but... Uh, that is something that I would want to monitor here because I do think a lot of people are going to want to play him at $4,900. 100% agree with you on Nico Collins. Uh, he was something that I was going to talk about, but I totally agree. Saw 11 targets last week. He is unquestionably the number one wide receiver within this offense. Um, you know, I, I think I think some other options you could, you could take a look at uh, here uh, would be guys like, you know, not necessarily players that I'm looking to like, but I think as one-offs uh, type situations here, one Christian Watson also did not practice again today. So I would say it's definitely trending in a direction that, that he's probably uh, not going to play again this week, which makes sense. Cause why, uh, why risk it? So I think Romeo Dobbs becomes back, comes back into play. He's only $4,800. And then Jaden Reed is also in play uh, at, at his price as well. So I think if you're wanting to get a little bit different, Jaden Reed's only $3,400. So if you're wanting a, a cheaper option, I think that is uh, one way you could go here. I mean, even if it's just, uh, you know, not in terms of a stack, which is kind of some one-offs, those would be the guys that I would be looking at. Um, I would love to say Drake London at 5K, but I cannot play anybody from those uh, for, for, for them because Arthur Smith is stuck in the uh, 90s of, of how you should run a football team. When you have, you know, when you, when you have, uh, you know, two – really strong playmakers uh you know the best option should always be just to not utilize them at all it just make doesn't make any sense run around yeah and i thought it was funny that he said today that uh or it might, it might have been yesterday that you know that kyle pitts and drake london you know they, they don't care about if they get targets or not that you know they just care about wins and i'm like oh i bet you they won't care whenever their next contract comes exactly up they, <laughs> they've done nothing i'm sure Sure, they'll be totally cool with. Hey, man, look at those wins we got. You you know who know. doesn't care is Arthur Smith because then he doesn't have to pay them money. That's who doesn't yeah. care. Well, I'm fully confident he won't be around. 
by then, I, I don't think he's going to be right. I, he's not a good coach, but who knows? Some guys get to hang on a little bit longer than they should. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of where I sit with this. Like, I think this lower tier of wide receiver, I'm not as excited about. I think there are certainly some options here down here. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Mike Williams, 100. I know I talked about it when I talked about Herbert, but 5,700 dollars. Uh, they really struggled to stop, stop the deep ball as well, like we saw last week with Rashid Shahid and Chris Olave just torching them deep all day, and that's Mike Williams' role in this offense. So I think he, if I had to, if I had to make a decision between him and Keenan Allen, I actually think Mike Williams. Uh, this feels like a Mike Williams type game here uh, at fifty seven hundred dollars. That's because it's the way they just, they they generally use him, and so fifty seven hundred dollars. Mike Williams is still too cheap. I mean, the guy can easily put up thirty fantasy points here in this matchup against. Uh, the Titans here. So I do like that quite a bit. And then I passed that, you know, like like some of the guys we talked about is like secondary options, part of a stack, like a Zay Jones type. I do think Christian Kirk is going to go completely under, uh, underlooked and it's possible that he bounces back in a big way. He's only $5,100 uh, that, that you could take a look at. But other than that, like I'm not really all excited about playing a lot of these other dudes that are down here. Yeah. It's, it's Reynolds down there for me and that's it. Other than that, Nico Collins will probably be the lowest receiver I play at four eight. Yeah, there's just not a lot to be excited about. You could so so because we've seen the wide receiver three for Buffalo spike in the past. Like think back to the random Isaiah McKenzie days, um, and even you know Shakir had a solid game when one game when McKenzie was out. I think with a concussion last year. Uh, Deontay Hardy is definitely. Their wide receiver three, um, behind Gabe and and Diggs, and I mean even Gabe Davis is is somebody that you can play this week in tournaments because it's it's all usually all or nothing with him. Um, but I mean those two guys are good exposure to the highest total team total of the week for cheap when and it's not Stephon Diggs and, and Josh Allen you know at mega ownership. So I think those guys are. I, but I would only consider them, you know, if I was running like 20 teams out, I definitely wouldn't play Hardy on a freaking single entry or three max. Um, those are, are definitely more for large field, you know, larger portfolio players, <laughs> not for somebody like me, but it's definitely something to consider. Cause again, we've seen that we've seen those random spike weeks from like the Isaiah McKenzie's uh, in Buffalo before. So. I think if you want to, like if you want to, uh, in terms of the Chiefs wide receivers, if you want to sprinkle in a little bit of like a Sky Moore or even a Kadarius Tony, I know nobody's going to want to play Kadarius Tony because how bad he was, but I think he bounces back. I, he's not that bad of a wide receiver. Like yeah, plays. for sure. This isn't something we've seen from him in the past where he just drops all these football. Like it's just, so like, like guys like this could end up being, uh, you know, uh, like Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, both of them are super cheap. They include yep. them in the stack. Of you know, for with Patrick Mahomes because I, I to me it's, it's Travis Kelsey and then you know I think from there you just kind of sprinkle some and, of these guys and in and the the Tony thing too like the whole argument against him usually is he only plays you know like 40 percent of the snaps but when he's on the field like he is the first read so like even though he's only playing thirty five percent of snaps you know he's still going to come away with six seven targets generally so you know forty six hundred with six or seven targets with a guy as explosive as Tony is you attached to Patrick Mahomes. Like you definitely have to have interest in that. For sure. So I, th- I would, I would be confident in saying I have more confidence in Tony than I do sky more in terms of roles. Yes. yes, absolutely. That's no doubt. So, so I, I like that call, especially if I'm going to play Mahomes and, and Kelsey. And like I say, you know, like, Oh, they're coming in at 7% owned. Like why not just attach Tony to it also? Yeah, I totally agree. So let's go ahead and move over to the tight end position. And like I said, Travis Kelsey is $7,600. I do expect if he does play that he's probably going to be limited. I don't think he's going to go out there and play like his normal 70, 75% of the snaps. I think he, but at, regardless of that, even if he is on a, on a snap count, uh, he is still going to see a lot of targets when he is on the field. And then Mark Andrews, he's $6,300 today. He got in a limited uh, practice, same as Kelsey. And then Darren Waller, he's already said that he's playing, even though he was a limited today. He's 5,500. Then you have Kittle, Ingram, Tyler Higby, Komet, 
and Kyle Pitts, Gerald Everett, and Dalton Schultz that wrap up the 4K and above range. To me, I, I'm going to try to, you know, I think we talk about this a lot in, in terms of a stack. Like, um, you know, you, know, you always want to try to include the tight end position if you can into that stack, yep. you know, especially like a Mahomes. And we've seen a lot of other guys that kind of bring their tight end with them. And so I think they're always a logical choice to include into a stack. But obviously, you know, we don't need to talk about some of these top guys. I do think Sam Laporta at $3,900, I'm going to have a lot of. I played him last week in showdown quite a bit, and I'm not shying away. This is a rookie tight end, super athletic guy. Uh, he saw five targets in that game last week against the Chiefs. So I think Sam Laporta at $3,900 is just um, it, it, it makes too much sense. And then guys like Jake Ferguson, he's $3,300. He saw seven targets last week uh, for the Cowboys. And listen, the Cowboys did not have to throw the ball at all in mm-hmm. that game because they just absolutely steamrolled the Giants. So uh, I do think Jake Ferguson at $3,300. Luke Musgrave, I think, is, a, is you know if you're wanting to stack up. Uh, Jordan Love, if you want to pay down. Hey, thirty-two hundred dollars, especially with you know some some of the injury concerns that that team has. Uh, he very well could have a pretty easy, a pretty solid target share. I think Adam Troutman, uh, you know Greg Dorset, uh, Greg Dulcich, excuse me, is going to miss multiple weeks with a with an injury, and so Adam Troutman and instantly becomes the you know the more of a receiving threat. He saw five targets last uh, last week as well with this Broncos offense, but this is more of a price play because he's only five or he's only three thousand dollars. And so if you're wanting to pay down at tight end, I think, uh, you know, Adam Troutman and only three K is another place you can look. So what's, uh, what's interesting to me is all those guys you just named off. None of them are in the top 5% of ownership except for Kelsey. And he's sub 10. The two chalk guys are two. You would never expect it's Luke Musgrave and Chig Okonkwo are the chalk tight end. Let that sink in. Luke Musgrave and Chig Okonkwo. Chig, who got, what, two targets and zero points last week? And Musgrave, like, Musgrave actually has a decent role, and Atlanta's definitely a good matchup. But, um, yeah, rookie tight end in his second game ever um, is the chalk at tight end. I don't, I mean, I don't hate Musgrave. I, I definitely would play him if I was playing cash. But, I mean, it's hard to justify... You know, uh, like I said, a guy playing a second ever NFL game, uh, being the highest owned tight end on on the on this slate with you know actual decent amount of options. Like you mentioned, Jake Ferguson, right? Like with Brandon Cooks popping up on and missing practices now, you know, and if let's say Sauce is is on Lamb, um, and Lamb doesn't have as big of a game as he should, you know, that pretty much leaves Gallup and uh, Ferguson there in the pass game. We know Dak loves the tight end, so Ferguson's definitely in play. Nobody's going to click that because they see New York Jets. Um, you know, I already talked about Kelsey as being a good play. Uh, I don't mind the, the Troutman call with with uh, Dulcich being out. Uh, even even Ken Cade uh, had a good role for Buffalo. I, he didn't really get down the field much, but he was definitely still involved and played a ton of snaps. So um, I think, you know, as the season goes on, he's going to definitely, you know, have bigger involvement. Uh, Laporta, the guy you mentioned that you like a lot, is checking in under under 5% um, in that game, that Seattle-Detroit game that we like a lot. So really, I think I'm going to end up on Seattle-Detroit because it seems like Amon Ra is the only chalky piece from that game. Nobody's playing either quarterback. Uh, Amon Ra is chalky. Nobody's playing Josh Reynolds. Nobody's playing Laporta. Nobody's playing DK. Nobody's playing Lockett. Um, so Seattle-Detroit is is really starting to catch my eye. Uh, as a game that that nobody wants to play, so uh, I really like the Laporta call. Um, Andrews, if he plays, is definitely somebody you could always play, especially if you're if you wanted to stack, you know, Burrow or Lamar in that game. Um, Andrews and, and Jamar Chase make a, a great uh, mini a skinny stack there. Um, so yeah, I mean, even George Kittle. I know you mentioned Brock Purdy. Um, George Kittle going up uh, against the Rams, which the Rams historically. Uh, George Kittle, you know, has, has historically had a, a decent amount of success against them. Um, and Kittle caught what seven touchdowns in four games with, with Purdy last year, uh, to close out the year. So, uh, we, he definitely has a, a 25 point ceiling if he were to get in the end zone twice. Um, it's, so it's definitely possible. Uh, so I wouldn't sleep on Kittle either. He's only 5.3. Um, so I think he's interesting as well. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump over to the, Defense, which is always our favorite place to talk about, uh, you know, uh, this week. 
So last week, I actually played a lot of the Cardinals uh, just as kind of a – because I knew that the Commanders were going to be a uh, the chalkiest yep. defense. So I, I played the Texans, men-price Texans against Baltimore is what I ended up with. Yeah, well, the Cardinals – I think the Cardinals scored almost 20 DK points. So yeah. it's, uh, it paid off nicely, and they were like 2% rostered. Um, and then last week, I don't know. I don't – I mean, I don't, honestly, you could go back to that if you wanted to, the Cardinals. I mean, they – they played pretty uh, – their defense wasn't the problem last week for sure. But I do think the – I expect the Giants to bounce back. But that offensive line for the Giants still is a problem. And they were just getting destroyed all night. Like, I, Brian Dable's a dick for, for leaving <laughs> – for, for leaving Daniel Jones out there with like seven yeah. minutes left no, in the I fourth agree. quarter. All the starters were pulled. And he is still out there just taking shots uh, by the Cowboys' defense over and over again. I was like – I don't know if I've ever seen something like that before. That was wild to me that they, they had just left him out there. But overall, like, I mean, if you want to play the even the go to the Raiders, I think you can do that. I know it's against the Bills, but, you know, Josh Allen continues to turn the ball over at an extremely high rate. Another four turnovers this past weekend. Uh, the, the Raiders can get to the football with, or can get to the quarterback, excuse me. Um, so I do think if you want to pay all the way down for the Raiders, like, it's kind of what we're looking for. Like, to me, it's, defense is always just trying to fit in uh, whoever you can fit in, you know, once you build your roster. Yeah, I'm good with paying all the way down for the Raiders. Um, usually that's what I do is I'll start my build just by plugging in the cheapest defense and then trying to fit whatever I can fit from there. And then if I have, you know, $200, $300, $400 left over once I make the team that I like, uh, you know, then I'll upgrade my defense from there. Um, so I'm good with the Raiders. Uh, I'm good with Tennessee at 200 above them at 2400 Um, At home against the Chargers, we already mentioned, you know, Likely without Eckler, you already you know they're going to throw the ball a ton. Good things happen on defense uh, when the opposing team throws the ball a lot. Uh, so there's definitely opportunity there for Tennessee to put up a big number. Um, and then also, I wouldn't steer too far away from the Jets either. I know they're on the road, um, 2,700 at Dallas. Uh, doesn't really scare me. Da- the Dallas offense didn't really look great, in my opinion, uh, in week one. Um, so... I kind of like the Jets. Um, you know, they they put a hurting on on the Bills, who are supposed to be a pretty good offense. And the Bills now have the highest team total this week. Uh, so that should just tell you uh, how good that Jets defense is. Um, and again, the the only reason the Cowboys scored 40 points was because of how good their defense was. You know, they scored multiple defense and special teams touchdowns. And, I mean, Dak only threw for like 140 yards because he really only had two. But, um, again – even when he was, you know, trying to get the ball down the field, you know, they had a ton of drops and um, Zach Martin also popped up on the injury report uh, with, I think it was a groin. I can't remember what exactly it was, but that was today as well. So that's something to monitor because uh, those midweek, you know, midweek downgrades are never, usually never a good sign. So definitely want to keep an eye on that. And if, if honestly, if Zach Martin were to miss, I mean, I'm just going to click the, click the jets anyways. So. Those are the those are the three defenses I like. Hundred percent on the on the Jets. I think the Jets is a really sharp call. I mean, their their defense is elite. Uh, after losing Aaron Rodgers the way they did so early in that game, that that game should have been a blowout, and it wasn't. Uh, that defense can certainly uh, wreak havoc, and they can certainly get to the, the the quarterback. Their secondary is still really strong. So yes, and we know Dak is a quarterback that can definitely turn the football over at times and make bad decisions. And so that's all you really need, right? You pick up some sacks, you, you know, you cause a strip, uh, force fumble, take one to the house, and then you, you know you're, you're set, especially at twenty seven hundred dollars. So uh, I completely agree with you on that call. Um, other than that, like I never really have interest of ever paying up for a you know a defense. I just don't think you really need to do it. Um, so I mean, if you wanted to, I guess if you want to go up to like the Packers at three K with you know Desmond Ritter, but they just don't throw the ball enough to really uh, turn the football. So they would have to build a pretty significant lead and force them to kind of throw the football for that to really, I think, pay off. If you're so. going to pay up, you just have to play Dallas against Zach Wilson. I mean, that's your, that's your pay up if you're paying up. But I'm not paying 4K for a defense. <laughs> no. I mean, unless you just happen to have money left over. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, all right. So let's go ahead and just build this lineup. Uh, you know, we're making record time. We're not even into an hour yet, and we're uh, making a making a team. Love so. it! I love it. Yeah. So rolling. 
let's uh let's 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 go ahead and uh let's start it off. Uh Josh Reynolds, my flag plant play of the week. Josh Reynolds, all right. That's uh lock him in. I was gonna go Chiefs direction, but uh I'm just gonna go with Amon Ross St. Brown. All right, well, for playing two, might as well play golf with it. And, well, we got some extra money. Let's go uh, DK Metcalf. All right. Do you want the full-blown game, like game goes nuclear game stack? Because we can play Kenneth Walker, too. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Kenneth Walker. I'm going to lock in Damian Pierce at 5,600. Okay. So it leaves... 13-9 for three spots. Tight end flex in D, which is 4,600 per. So we can still do some spending here. Let's see. I definitely don't want to full fade Kansas City and Jacksonville. So let's try Ridley. And see if we can make that work. Okay, so we need a tight end and a defense. Let me ask you this. Oh, he's your flag plant, so I don't want to take that. I was because I wouldn't mind getting like a little mini stack with the Chiefs, but there's not really any options. I'm not going to play Noah Gray. We don't have money for Travis Kelsey, so I was thinking if we we could play Laporta at tight end instead of Reynolds, but and then we could fit in something else. But yeah, we can do that. That's fine. We play, uh, uh, man, I don't think we're going to be able to fit Tony. We can fit Sky more, but I would definitely prefer Tony. We'd have to come off Walker, probably. So what we could do, okay, so it's kind of some moving pieces here, but this definitely works. So instead of Walker, you'd have to drop to Rashad White. Oh, yeah, and that's then, really all you'd have to do. And then, and then in, just... instead of Reynolds, you play Tony. At tight end, you play Laporta. And at defense, you just have to play Raiders D. And zero salary left over. Yeah, that's what I got in. So, golf, Rashad White, Damian Pierce, Kadarius Tony, Amonase Brown, DK Metcalf, Sam Laporta, Calvin Ridley, and the Raiders. I'm good with it. Full-blown game stack, Seattle, Detroit, with uh, a mini stack from Kansas City and Jacksonville. Works for me. All right. Let's uh we're locking that one in. That's gonna be the lineup for the week. Goff that's, Rashad White Pierce. That's the Tony. Millie Maker. Yep. We are now a like million dollars year. richer. Nobody's paying nobody's playing it. And uh we can just log out after that, you know. Um Isaac, my brother went up against Hawkinson, Smith, and Oh JJ. yikes. Yeah, that's that's uh just look forward to next week, my man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a rough Quick one. Quick season long question. Dotson or Pickens? Appreciate it. Uh, I, I'd probably go Pickens. So Washington's against Denver. Pittsburgh again. They're the, Pittsburgh's the night game, aren't they? Uh, Monday night game. Yeah, one of the, the Monday night games. Saints? Who are they? Who's Pittsburgh play? Because they're not on the main uh, slate. Browns. Though. Browns. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably Dotson. That's a tough yeah. one. And I don't really love either, but I would definitely go Dotson. Shmoney, blue. Kincaid or Ferg and tight end. Ferg. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Ferguson there. And I think that I'll do. I don't know if you're even here, Ronnie, but if you still are, Giants, Eagles, or Saints, I'd go, I'll, I'll go Giants. They're playing the Cardinals. I mean, the Saints have a good spot too against Carolina. Giants. For sure, Giants. You rocking Tigers care if they clinched the division last night in NPB? No. This is uh, the 13U team that I coach. Casey Tiger. <laughs> I, I can see how you could be, you could mix that up and think that's what that's for, but uh, no. So, yeah, that's what that's what this is. So, their population. Or population. Um, anyways, 
I guess that's it. I mean, uh, some sort of a record for us uh, doing this in under an hour. Um, we said it was pretty straightforward slate. Yeah, so there's no reason to, uh, you know, veer off too much. So I do think it's uh, pretty straightforward here. Maybe, maybe Debra will join us and not, you know, big league us uh, too badly here in the coming weeks. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, but then again, whenever he is on, it is a four-hour podcast. So uh, that's why. That's why you mentioned the time. That's what I thought of was if Derek was on, we this would not, we would still be on running backs right now. You know what is messed up though is that he's not even. He, at least uh, he has the, usually has a common courtesy to be in the chat or something like that. <laughs> in there, he told he's you not even he's there. big leaguing us. Yeah, one of my cats. So, all me. right. Anyways, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Oh, nice. I thought I was thinking Japan baseball, right? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Just a bunch of 13 year old kids is what's, uh, is what it is here in Kansas city. So yeah. Anyways, we actually just got brand new uniforms. Uh, they're all black with yellow pinstripes. They are very nice. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, cause we, before Hopefully we they don't like look all- like the, the Pittsburgh pirates pinstripe ones. Cause those are awful. No, no, they're not that bad. No. <laughs> The Pittsburgh they're, Pirate they're ones are are like j- they're like jail uniforms. <laughs> they look ridiculous. No, but no, not at all. And then the we tried to I tried to get them to be more like more like City Connect, kind of like uh, the Reds, because it's the the Tigers across is also black and outlined in yellow. So it, it kind of has like a the Red City Connect. That's kind of where I got the inspiration from a little bit. But I also wanted pinstripes. And then in the spring. We're gonna go. We're also gonna do another pinstripe, but it's gonna be white with black, like the more traditional pinstripe. So, yeah, nice. So, looking forward to that. But anyways, nobody cares about youth baseball, but I could go on for hours about that. Anyways, hope everybody has a good weekend. Hope everybody has a good time. Uh, be sure if you want, you can jump into our Discord. It's in all of our video descriptions. It's absolutely free to get into. Um, and then, other than that, uh, we will see you all again here soon. And I guess, you know, Maddie now is jumping on the Sunday show. So we, we go live every Sunday morning to get you guys ready for that as well. So, uh, you know, if you want to do that, you can also jump over there as well for season-long questions. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that, I'll try to do uh, better than I did, did tonight for some of my, my buddies that I personally know. They were hitting me with uh, DeAndre Swift or Tyler Lockett. And uh, unfortunately, I advised uh, Tyler Lockett on that one. So. I don't think anybody could have predicted that uh, DeAndre Swift was going to go nuclear. Like he that. got one carry in two targets last week behind Kenneth yeah. Gainwell, and then all of a sudden he's just going to get thirty carries. I don't. You almost feel bad for uh, like all the people that have spent a lot of money, Fab or Highway on Gainwell. Or he's on Kenneth Gainwell, and that now he feels like he is cooked uh, with as well as DeAndre Swift played. Yeah, I think they're going to continue. I think they're going to continue to use Gainwell mainly just to kind of, you know, keep Swift healthy throughout the year. Um, yeah. But obviously they had to use Swift, you know, in a full, full-blown full role tonight. I, I guess they just have zero confidence in Penny because he was barely out there. It was mainly Scott was the the second guy that they were using, which they've used Scott, you know, last year too. But, yeah, I would, no, just, I was just shocked at, at how much usage Swift did did get. Like, I, I thought he would get, you know, what he was getting with the Lions last year, you know, get, give him like eight to 10 carries and, and five to seven targets. And there's his, you know, 16, 15, 16 opportunities. That's what I was assuming. And at that rate, you know, I mean, Jalen Hurts is the goal line running back and Swift wouldn't have had the 100 yard bonus. And, but. Yeah, 175 rushing yards on a touchdown. Yeah, which that's. But she lost two goal line touchdowns to uh, Jalen uh, Hurts. So yeah, mm-hmm. tilting. But, but yeah, just the way it goes sometimes. That's why this game is a son of a bitch. So. That's right. You think you know, yeah. and you don't, even after one week. 100. percent So, all right. Now we're gonna get out of here. We just hit over an hour. You know, we just had to get the quote. Yeah, so we, we had to. The show's over an hour. All right, you uh, push in now. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So everybody have a good weekend. Uh, let's win some money this weekend. We'll see you guys back here for week three. And I'm going to do my best to get Debro on next week. See if we can get him on and locked in uh, for week three. So anyways, have a good weekend. Win some money. We'll see you next week. Think Bye. You can tell me what to do. You know who you're talking to. But you better get used to the way the war battle. I see what you got. Bitches and ounces, but that's a
big man <laughs> Treat you like you're a little man Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org.